This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Greetings and welcome to this edition of the Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 Minutes or Less. I'm your host, John Solberg, and this edition is being brought to you by The Butcher Shop. The Butcher Shop is home of the A9 Master Kobe Briskets, where they are always handpicked for you. This father and son team has operated this retail meat market in Pensacola, Florida for the past 15 years. Kevin and Jordan ship nationwide to many of the biggest names in the barbecue industry. The A9 brisket won both sides of the American Royal Cook-Off. That happened in 2019. They also shipped some of the finest prime, dry-aged, Australian Wagyu and Japanese Wagyu steaks to people just like you and me who aspire to be the king of their backyards. The butcher shop always has Berkshire, Compart Duroc, Allegiance Duroc, and Prairie Fresh all-natural pork in stock and always handpicked for you. Now, are you into wild game items such as bison, venison, elk, ostrich, and camel? Have you been searching for those 10 to 12 pound boneless turkey breasts featured on Hotter Barbecue Right? The Butcher Shop has them in stock and they are ready to ship to you today. So whether you're looking for the best competition briskets, ribs, or pork butts, or you just wanna have better options to cook at home, give The Butcher Shop a call today. 850-458-8782. That's 850-458-8782. Or you can interact with them on their Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Butcher Shop. Shop spelled S-H-O-P-P-E. Mention the Barbecue Central Show and you're going to save 10% off your entire order. The Butcher Shop, home of the A9 Brisket. And now here's what's going on on today's show. Roundtables have always been a major part of the Barbecue Central Show. Today brings a special roundtable, a judge's roundtable. This one pulled from February the 5th, 2013, and I will let Greg do the introductions. We're going to go into the tent, if you will. So uh, the first ever Judges Roundtable starts tonight and could be a recurring theme as well. So let's go ahead over to the inaugural panelists or the inaugural judges, if you will. Uh, Wayne Brown, B.J. Hoffman, and Brian Pollock joining me here on the show. Uh, All right, so let me ask you this, um, and Brian, we'll start with you. When you initially took your judging class... If you can remember, what were the two or three things that really stuck with you after you left that you still think about when you're in the tent right now? Well, of all the things we were taught, um, I think the, one of the big things, of course, was non-comparative judging. Every entry on its own merit. But, you know, that one definitely stuck out at me. Is that something that you are, are constantly thinking about when you are now judging a, a real-life competition? It is. Every time I judge... Uh, yeah, I make sure I, I taste that piece, I clear my mind, I move on to the next piece. So I don't know if I have two that stick out as much as that one does really to me. Uh, BJ, uh, when you took the class, a couple of things that really stuck with you after you left that you are, uh, I guess, uh, that's, that you're thinking about as you're sitting at the judging table doing live competitions. Every box is its own box, and you don't compare the previous box or the next box to what you had. And... Uh, you know, to just be as open and honest with yourself about not how how does this compare to your favorite barbecue restaurant, but how does this compare to the best barbecue you eat? 
you know, if, if you don't like, personally, if you don't like a sweet sauce or if you don't like a spicy sauce or if you don't like a orange-colored barbecue sauce for whatever reason and uh, the table captain opens up that box and you either see a sauce that you, you think you might not like uh, or as you're tasting... Uh, chicken or ribs or what you know, whatever the case may be, and the flavor profile isn't something that you personally like. How are you able to a get through w- your personal bias and give it a, I guess, a proper score? And how is that taught in class, Wayne? It's hard. I mean, it's it's, it's really difficult to um, because you know, like you said, it's you're trying to you know keep your personal bias you know out of a uh, you know out of the judging process and trying to make it as objective as possible. And, you know, it's I really can't quantify, you know, how I'm able to do that. It's it's literally just a matter of, you know, just trying to put set aside all feelings and say, OK, does, you know, the particular flavor profiles and, you know, what's being done with this particular entry, does it work for this entry? If it does, you know, then it gets a good score. If it doesn't quite work, then that gets scored accordingly as well. Brian, how are you able to, to work through those personal biases that you might have? You know, I guess I'm lucky in that respect that, you know, I love to eat everything from sweet to hot and and I'll barbecue in between. So so to me, having been cooking for a long time, even before barbecue, you know, I try to think I set those biases aside, you know, rather well because I I taste the flavors that the cook presents and it's not so much what I'm looking for, but I look to see if, if I can see that the cook achieved what he was going for, if that makes any sense. Yeah, sure. Uh, BJ, uh, last one to weigh in here. Uh, how are you able to avoid those personal uh, biases on the judging table? And uh, after you're done with that, you know, wh- how how do they teach you in the class how to how to get over that? Somebody went to a lot of work to prepare that, so you got to be open minded and take it for what it is. And you know, you don't know if you're kind of prejudiced against that orange sauce or you know, a really molasses-y looking sauce or tasting, you don't know until you try it. So keeping that open mind and realize somebody put some time, effort, and money towards it, um, you know, is the way I look at it. And somebody did something that they didn't have to do to get that in front of you. Wayne Brown, Brian Pollock, and B.J. Hoffman joining me here on the Judges' Roundtable. All right, guys, uh, I'm going to sprinkle in some uh, Facebook questions here, so go ahead and answer it, Will, and we'll start with Brian here first. Uh, Garnish versus no garnish. Would it matter if there was garnish in the box at all? If the box was full of meat, uh, would you still like to see garnish in the box if if the meat was, uh, or if the box was full of meat, Brian? You know, I don't have a preference for garnish or not. And in some ways, I know there's a huge debate about eliminating garnish altogether. Um, I think, you know, I look at the meat, I judge the meat for what it is. You know, whether there's garnish or not, if it's a five, it's a five. If it's a nine, it's a nine. So to me, it's, it doesn't matter either way. Uh, BJ, if garnish was uh, there, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I, I struggle with this because um, I, I look at, getting people involved in barbecue and sometimes new teams, it's a really big put off to have to sit around for an hour or two building boxes. But, you know, having talked to some of my friends uh, here in Iowa that I compete with, the garnish does set the meat up. It makes it very presentable. And it's kind of like that throne that you're putting your best product on. So I'm going to say, keep it for now. Um, but, 
at some point I can see some people breaking away. Wayne, last one to answer on this question. Garnish versus no garnish, does it matter if you have garnish if the box is full of meat? I really don't care one way or the other. It's a meat contest. It's not a salad contest. Um, you know, but saying that, um, we got to make sure that, you know, if you do go the garnish route, that it doesn't take away from the presentation of the meat. If I, if I'm looking in there and all I see is green, the meat isn't standing out. I'm kind of, you know, likely to, you know, score that down because, you know, it's not, quite as attractive and and doesn't make me want to jump in there and you know grab a bite uh wayne if somebody opened up a box and it did not have garnish would you be troubled and would you potent would you be more apt to score down because everybody else is going to have garnish in it if the presentation looks good the presentation looks good you know garnish or no garnish I mean that that's how I look at it. You know, if it, if the meat's appetizing and it looks juicy and, you know, and it looks you know succulent, as you like to say, succulent. I'm going to jump in there and want to grab a bite. Could it potentially set a box apart in a in a good way since everybody else won't do it? Um, I'm I'm not going to say it's going to set them apart because you know again we're trying to get away. From, I'm trying to you know, not do comparative judging, you know, I'm trying to judge each entry for what it is and literally have that, you know, you know, uh, for, you know, forgetfulness as to the previous entry. So I would say it's not going to, I wouldn't say it would set it apart, but you know, if it looks good, it looks good. Brian, would you tend to potentially score a box down if it's open and there's no garnish when everybody else is garnishing at a KCBS contest? Would I score it differently? Would you have the propensity of potentially scoring down? I would hope not. Uh, nothing <laughs> I would hope right? not. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I look at a box. I look at what the meat is there, right, and, and I judge what's there. You know, that said, I mean, if a box comes in without garnish, all I can judge is the meat. There's, there's a real subtle difference that a lot of people miss because we don't judge garnish, right? We do look for legal garnish if it's used, and... You know, if, if you take a bunch of greens, throw them in a box without any care, and dump some meat on top, and turn it in, and it looks like crap, then the truth is, yeah, I'm not judging your garnish, but if you put in a garbage presentation, you're going to get a garbage score. You know what they always say, garbage in, garbage out. Head on over to the bbqcentralshow.com to get the rest of the show. There will be a link in the show notes for you. Make sure you check out The Butcher Shop, the home of the A9 Brisket. Facebook.com slash The Butcher Shop. Shop spelled S-H-O-P-P-E. Mention the Barbecue Central Show and you will save 10% off your entire order. Until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less, I am your host, John Solberg, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.